This is the Global Logistics Podcast, and here is the host, Steve Grossman. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us for our latest podcast. I'm delighted to be chatting to John Harner, who's a Vice President of Sales, American Sales for Globe Tracker. Globe Tracker is a leading Danish-based company that leads in solutions for supply chain visibility to monitor the position and condition of assets. That's a bit simplistic. Apologies for me for that, John. I know it's a whole lot more than that, but welcome to uh, Alex's podcast. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. So, John, in a nutshell, and I know the company's huge, but if you could just give us a description of your company, that would really help. Yeah, sure, Steve. So, Steve, we like to look at ourselves as the leader uh, in the telematics industry. Our, the 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 birth of our company uh, the, the start has been in the refrigerated sector mark, uh, market market uh, and we've grown tremendously uh, I would have to say probably right now we're we're the leader uh, in the end-to-end remote monitoring of refrigerated assets yeah uh, we have delved into uh, other assets uh, dry container assets we do gensets as well yeah uh, but first and foremost our um, you know, our birthright uh, would be in the refrigerated sector. Yeah. Uh, we've grown tremendously. We've had various uh, variations uh, of our device. And obviously, we've tried to stay ahead of the curve and be ahead of the marketplace. And uh, I think our our uh, our, our customer uh, portfolio list um, probably is uh, a testament uh, to our growth and our platform itself and the usability of it. It's exceptional. I looked at your website and uh, one of the re- the most interesting things for me on a personal level is my background is actually over many years was I was port based, and this is going back to even the late eighties, nineties, all the way around to the turn of the century. And when we was looking at in containerization and asset tracking, okay, it was it was starting and it was talk about it and things were happening. Even in, I was going to say in the last twenty years, but actually the leap in the last five or ten years has been absolutely extraordinary, hasn't it? Um, can you give us an idea? Is it possible to give us an idea of the scale of just what's happening in the last few years? Sure. Uh, and, and Steve, I'm going to date myself because I go back before you. So <laughs> I'm not going to give my age away, Steve. But uh, going back to the uh, mid-80s with uh, steamship lines uh, being involved. Um, again, most of my career has been involved in the refrigerated sector uh, over it. And uh, again, you had, um, you know, dating myself here again, uh, part low charts and semtails. Um, you know, which dominated um, probably the first, you know, uh, my goodness, uh, 40 years of the reef containerized reefer business. Um, and I would say over the last eight years uh, is when the sector has really gotten into, and not to use the overused term, uh, visibility. Yeah. And that visibility, um, it, you know, the goal was to open up the black hole of shipping, which is what happens when the container doors are closed and what's happening to the goods inside the container. Uh, now we know uh, from a refrigerated you know, perspective what's happening, but a lot of that information is still done forensically, meaning yeah. you get the data after the ship has arrived or the container has arrived at the port and then temp tails are downloaded, so on and so forth. The industry wanted live data. And that's why I say the last seven to eight years the adoption curve has been slowly, slowly rising. There's been some questions, um, but the the data is available uh, to all the parties within the supply chain. Uh, you know, some of the questions might be who owns the data, uh, who really wants the data, but the data 
in terms of the black hole of shipping, uh, seeing the reefer, seeing the goods is now available. And I think that's been the integral change in the industry over those years. Brilliant. And then the thing is, I think of things, when I think of um, flights, and I think there's an app, I'm sure you know, but it's called Flight Tracker, where you can see with a flight. And um, I always, it reminds me in a way of um, the, the services you offer in terms of, because people want real-time tracking, they want real, real-time real asset management, and they, I mean, that is just so important now. I wonder how, the in, in terms of how the growth is, where we're going to be in a few years' time, because with what we do in the publication, it's becoming blindingly obvious to us the AI, uh, robotics, uh, software, hardware solutions um, are taking over everything. I mean, not just from a shipping uh, point of view, but I mean, weird things like drone deliveries, which we would have laughed about five, six years ago. And I know, uh, I think Amazon have pulled the plug, but I think Google are looking at it from a serious point of view. And these things all lead into this kind of harmonization where, because people want the information and they people want to know what's happening to the goods. And, and it's a fascinating field to be in i suppose the question i'm trying to ask is can you give us an idea of just how interesting it is on a day-to-day basis it, it is and and the it's it's changing actually every day steve so from from our perspective we see the business has not going macro but going micro uh and what i mean by that is that right now the viewpoint or the black hole of shipping is looking at the reefer and the goods inside yeah we're seeing it at a different level So we see the business uh, as going micro, meaning at the box and pallet level. So right now, you see what's going on in the reefer. You have the supply air, return air, humidity, CO2, O2, whatever you want to measure. You want to measure the compressor hours of the reefer. You want to measure uh, the G-force, the accelerometer data, so on, so forth, geozones. Where we see the business in the next number of years is that we will be micromanaging at the carton and pallet level. Wow. So, so that will mean that the transfer of goods from air to ocean. So you've got pharma, for example, that's moving in ocean containers now. Pharma is very important in terms of managing not only the whole container, but it could be the bottom right-hand corner of eight boxes that are inside that reefer container. So we've developed at Gold Tracker, um, you know, an industry-leading uh, method of using a pod that can be inserted into a reefer or into a reefer's into the pallet within the reefer or at the box level, the carton level to measure not only that reefer information, but measure it at the carton and box level to make sure that every segment of or corner of the reefer's goods is being tracked and monitored uh, simultaneously. And those pods that we have that are coming out very soon um, they are, we think, integral to seeing the entire picture of the reefer. So on a real-time basis, not only on the land, but we have a vessel system on the water. So 24-7, 365 days a year, you can receive alerts if there's any deviation in whatever criteria, whether it be humidity, temperature uh, that you're measuring. It's incredible. And I think Obviously, we've all been through this terrible COVID situation, which is obviously still ongoing. And unfortunately, you've probably seen in Europe, there's been a massive outbreak. But do you think that what the with, with the COVID vaccine rollout, and a lot of people were talking about the shipments and obviously keeping them at a certain temperature, and that, that was even on, that was actually on the news everywhere in the UK, for instance. Mm-hmm. 
But has that shone more of a light in terms of, in a positive way, I should say, for instance, what Globe Tracker can do? Because suddenly people might be trying to understand a bit more in terms of shipments of pharma, pharma products, but understanding they've got to be set kept at a constant temperature and having to be monitored in real time, as you say, 24 hours a day. It, it has, Stephen. It's a great point. Uh, we are monitoring vaccine shipments right now. We're doing more and more pharma cargo, uh, both land-based, where we're just monitoring pharma for hospitals, for example. We're monitoring vaccines for hospitals in the USA 24-7. Yeah. And again, any temperature deviation on these is obviously critical. So yes, that visibility that they're receiving um, is, I don't, I don't want to overstate this, life-saving. Yeah, <laughs> no, literally, literally. So yeah, it, yeah. Is, it has shown a different light on the, vis- the visibility aspect um, of, uh, of what we do in the supply chain. And so thank you for that. And so if I, let's say for argument's sake, um, I had, I don't know, 100 containers um, and I needed a solution um, from a company, from your company, would it be possible to say, you know, I'm, I own, the, let's call them Steve's containers for argument's sake. I would then contact you and say, look, we're going to be shipping chilled, chilled goods and we'd like to ship them from, shall we say, I don't know, Baltimore to Florida for argument's sake. Um, would it be a case of you you literally, I'd say one-stop solution, but then the, the turnaround of understanding what happens with those goods and actually shipping them from point A to point B, are you kind of, positioned in terms of a one-stop solution for making absolutely sure that all the goods in there are monitored i mean i'm it's a really i'm saying this in a really bad way but i guess taking the the, the pressure off me as I, I guess what i'm i'm getting to in terms of you can say well globe trapper we can totally deal with all of this this is how it worked and and that's sort of part of your resume for for moving goods from one place to another it is steve uh exactly and and not only that just to take it a step further um, I don't want to use the overused farm to fork fa- uh, phrase, but I will in this case. Yep. Um, and uh, whether it be um, warehouse to warehouse or farm to fork, uh, again, our ability is not only at the container level, but we have the ability at the warehouse level when those boxes are being loaded, whatever those boxes may be, uh, whether they're fresh flowers or they're meat or they're pharma, uh, to have these little pods inserted. So we know that even during the crosstalk process, for example, um, which, you know, we all know that the segments of the supply chain at times cannot be tight. (laughs) We realize that there's crosstalk, there's rail crosstalk, um, you name it. And those areas, or some people refer to them as pinch points uh, in the supply chain, are really when errors occur, right? So, um, you know, when a container is coming off of a ship and the reefer is not powered. Uh, so those are the times where previously before uh, before this type of uh, these type of devices were available, that that was, uh, you know, it could attack the credibility of the reefer and the cargo. But, yeah, we have that ability to monitor from A to Z, farm to fork and give that visibility to the shipper, the trucker, the steamship line, the warehouse operator, and of course, the end user. Okay, that's brilliant, thank you. And in terms of, because you're dealing with, you're going, you're cross-border in terms of, you know, countries all over the world, is is your system immune to, I, mean, I suppose you don't have to worry about customs procedures or, because really what all you're, you're offering a service, which is transparent to all of that, I guess. Yes, our, our devices are part of the reefer. 
And, you know, moving forward into, you know, the years from now after, after I retire, um, you know, the, these reefers uh, will have, um, uh, they will have devices. And I, I, I caution myself here, our devices, other devices, uh, they will have devices uh, like ours uh, already attached. So the, the reefer itself will, will have changed in five to seven years. The reefer as we know it uh, will not be the reefer in five to seven years. That visibility uh, will already be there, um, you know, much like uh, phone tracking or anything else that we didn't have years ago, uh, that ability to, to track the reefer and the asset. And again, it's not only this ability for the cargo, but it's for the container owner. Uh, he wants to know if that reefer uh, has had damage at a port and when it happened. These are some of the things that our devices can tell. So it's it's not only for the the cargo and for the for the for you know making sure that the the reefer is working correctly and the temperature is set, but it's also that the reefer isn't damaged or the reefer isn't stolen somewhere and it's gone off course. Uh, or it could be um, that an ocean carrier or a shipper is monitoring dwell time and demerge charges. Yeah. So it's ancillary benefits to our system, uh, which really shouldn't be treated as ancillary. Um, they should be treated as extremely important. And of course, we all know of uh, incidents of, well, certainly um, in uh, Asia, Africa, Europe, uh, in terms of piracy um, in the Indian Ocean. And I'm guessing another great benefit, which you, you kind of touched upon there, is security of asset. Because people must know that, or the moment they break the lock or break the seal or get in there or trying the pill for the goods, wherever it may be, back in the mind, they must be thinking, well, the technology that's available these days, there's going to be groups of people with companies such as yourself that are going to know that the assets have been attacked. So thus putting off incidents of uh, security worries. Uh, exactly correct. We had a case um, uh, earlier this year. I, I don't want to mention the steamship line, but it's a major ocean, major global carrier yeah. that a box of grapes stolen uh, in Europe uh, we knew what happened um, and uh, were notified, and we actually uh, advised the proper authorities, let's say, um, and um, the uh, proper authorities uh, arrested the people who were sitting there with the box, uh, the end of the, 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 the doors open, and they were eating grapes. And this was just hours after uh, the, the reefer uh, had been stolen. So we knew exactly where it was, and we were on top of it. Uh, so it was quite interesting. But again, you know, that's one little case study. But um, there's hundreds of case studies of steamship lines uh, seeing damage reports that they wouldn't have seen before yeah. uh, where they occurred or if it's a genset uh, fuel has been stolen because, you know, a genset uses a gallon an hour, a gallon an hour average. And all of a sudden you're missing 40 gallons in two hours. Uh, so these are some of the alerts that, you know, save money. Uh, save emission, frankly, uh, global emissions. And um, and I do think this is where the uh, sector of uh, AI also comes into play. Uh, so you know, in terms of AI, where we see it is not so much the AI itself, but it's the data that is derived from the artificial intelligence aspect of the business that will drive um, more adoption. The adoption curve will rise because of the data analytics that can be produced from the reports, from the plethora of reports that can be generated by whomever. And uh, we, we see that also 
as a huge benefit uh, moving forward. Now, this is so interesting because when I think of uh, of things moving and tracking, I think of GPS that like we all do in the cars and, and all that stuff, which we've got access to. But even with that, and in a simple terms, I, I pinch myself and I think it's so incredible what what's available now. But in comparison to what you, you can do, what Globe Tracker can do, do you actually ever even knowing very well how the systems work and all the experience and all the stuff you've seen, which must be amazing. Do you ever sort of think to yourself, even now, this is incredible, what's available? I mean, I do, Steve, because I'm, I'm older. <laughs> and I, you know, I grew up in the industry where, you know, uh, everything was done forensically. Um, you know, when a reefer arrived, you know, if it was a load of grapes from Long Beach to Hong Kong, um, you know, frankly, yes, a, a crew on a vessel is, is checking a reefer a couple of times a day. Uh, but really, you found out about things after a temp tail was opened up and it was looked at. And so everything was forensic data uh, we had years ago. I mean, there was nothing that was live uh, data. So yeah, I look at it like, you know, my goodness, uh, you know, I didn't do it this morning, Steve, but I will this morning and I'll I'll turn on my computer and I, I look at all of my customers. I look at their reefers and I'll see alerts. And um, sometimes there's a, a key alert and I will notify the customer, but they'll they'll often say to me, I saw it already, John. That's okay. And we're dealing with it. You know, maybe the compressor went down or or there's a major temperature deviation that's not, not due to a defrost cycle or the reefer isn't powered off, but there's a temperature deviation. And I key in on those alerts and I'll actually notify uh, my customers, you know, and say, hey, did you see this this morning? So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it is interesting. Oh, it must be. And I just, I can't imagine you know, the stuff you see, it's just, it must be absolutely mind-boggling. And I'm guessing because the, the the tracking of assets is so important, is it a case of, you know, be, just being honest, clients know that they have to make sure that they can say to their clients, look, we're shipping we're shipping goods on your behalf. We, we know we've got to make sure that everyone is aware in the system where these goods are so that I, I assume that they they are coming to you to 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 because the solution is becoming kind of critical in a way isn't it it's, it's almost a you can't do without it kind of system that, that you operate because mm -hmm. it's so important sorry because it's so important now isn't it yeah it is Stephen as I mentioned before uh you know five to seven years from now uh we probably will not be having this discussion. Uh, because it'll be so regular uh, and so uniformed in the industry that there'll be further advances in terms of, um, you know, connectivity, you know, uh, hundreds of reefers connected to one another and talking, uh, you know, that'll be probably the next step. But yeah, I mean, we will not be having this conversation in five to seven years because I don't think people will accept or ocean carriers will accept years from now not being able to track a reefer out of port um, or track a reefer uh, on a partner's vessel uh, somewhere, you know, in an ocean where they weren't, you know, they didn't have that ability before. So it will be required. Um, it will be required for the industry uh, moving forward. And, and what's the one thing, and this could be a difficult question, if I said to you that you are most proud of the Globe Tracker does? Well, I, again, I would have to say the advancement that we've had over the years uh, in our platform and usability in our devices. So we've led the way and, and we've been a couple of years ahead of the competition uh, in terms of uh, providing that visibility. 
Right now, I'd have to say our ability to integrate our pallet level and box level pods uh, into our main device. So up to 64 of our, uh, we call them pods, they look like little Frisbees, uh, can be inserted at the box and carton level. And, um, you know, maybe it's a bit of a gamble on our part, but we see the industry, you know, moving in that direction. Um, and, and whether or not, you know, it, it happens quickly or, um, but it, it will go more to the micro versus the macro. And, um, you know, we, we see that monitoring at the carton level and the box level as probably uh, very critical as time moves on. Um, so. Great. And, and I remember I spoke to um, a company, a UK based company, they deal with robotics. Mm -hmm. And I was asking them about, um, you know, because the kind of people they need to employ, obviously, are, they're super smart people. You know, they're, they're experts in, in AI um, and, and software and, and hardware implementation. And I said, well, how do you get these people? How difficult is it to find? He said, it's really tough, actually. Um, you know, we're trying to bring them out of university. Um, obviously, we want top tier people. But how do you solve that problem? Is that kind of, do you come across those kind of problems? How, how does it work in terms of bringing in and retaining the right people? Yeah, we've got a huge, you know, we have uh, our company is based uh, in the Faroe Islands. Uh, we've got our software group in Iceland. We've got an office in Denmark. Uh, we've got the Faroe Islands. We have our Sarasota office. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I talk about the growth of Globetracker, uh, you you actually asked me before, what's one thing that staggers you? Well, what staggers me is the growth of Globetracker. Uh, since I've been here in the four, four plus years, uh, I, I started at Globetracker. We had I believe nine people. <laughs> uh, we're now up to 50 plus people. Um, and mostly in the uh, software and software development phase, uh, very young people uh, who are very bright and right out of college yeah. and uh, speak sometimes in a language um, that I don't understand. Um, but they are extremely brilliant and talented. And, uh, and we do find them. Um, you know, it's, it, it is the way of the world uh, right now. And some of these uh, young kids are just, they, they adapt so quickly to learning about transportation and the needs of, of the client. No, and, and that's wonderful to hear. And it's, in, it's funny because I've got a very young son and we're just half joking because he doesn't really understand, you know, like employment and the ways, you know, and, and, and careers. And I said to him, it's, like I said, it's half jokingly, but actually it was quite serious, but he didn't quite get it. And I said, when you get older, mate, or son, when you get to a certain age and really think about your career, get a job working in transport or logistics. And he said, well, and I said, because transport can never stop. Logistics can never stop. It, things have to move, don't they? You know, and it, it is a very, very fascinating industry to be in. Like I say, I done it. I was involved with Portside. And even looking back, I, I absolutely loved it. And I think you happen to be the most amazing time, the most amazing company, because it sounds like it really is pushing the boundaries. Yes. Yeah, we are, Steve. I mean, the boundaries are being pushed every day, not only by us, but by the entire industry. And uh, and I, I think there 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 you know as the industry moves over the next several years, um, again, I think you'll have further developments in terms of data analytics. Yeah. Uh, you know, what we're pushing right now is is uh, the data behind uh, the data behind what we do and the value to those analytics. So, for example, if you're a can container fleet owner. Uh, wouldn't it be great to know what segment of reefers, um, you know, the compressor uh, hours are only uh, working through a certain amount of hours? Or wouldn't it be great to know that this reefer has failed 
uh, pre-trip inspection 27% of the times versus this other brand's reefer that has only failed 1%. Um, this is the data-driven analytics that we're pushing um, you know, into, uh, I guess, a separate segment of the business. And that might be the container owners um, slash the steamship lines, the ocean carriers uh, who lease the boxes. So that really is um, part and parcel of the visibility uh, uh, issue, but I think it's a different segment and equally as important. No, absolutely. John, talking to you has been an absolute pleasure. And the time, it just races by. But honestly, one of the most fascinating interviews I've ever had. So thank you so much for your time. Um, It was an absolute joy to speak to you. Yep. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate it and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. You can find Global Logistics magazine at glowlogistic.com.